My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. All right. Thank you so much there. <laughs> Hi, this is Dominique Drew with The Art of Attraction coming through with zero technological difficulties. I don't even know what you're talking about. I totally had my microphone plugged in. It must have just been you. So <laughs> thank you so much. I am your host. Hi, Andrew. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Aaron Joy. I'm coming to you live uh, on Facebook Live as well. And I'm streaming on YouTube. We will see if that works. I haven't exactly figured out how to make the YouTube um, live thing work yet. I don't think it's particularly difficult. I think it just requires a little bit of uh, me focusing on it, which clearly I have not uh, spent time on yet. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had that done. So uh, may or may not be on YouTube, but it will be shortly. Um, but check out my stuff on YouTube. You know, I have a lot of videos there that uh, where I talk about, you know, the nice guy syndrome and confidence and approach anxiety and, um, you know, if you keep attracting the wrong women, right? Why that keeps happening. Uh, you know, um, why, uh, your relationships may have the same kinds of patterns, right? So this is, this is where I teach, right? This is my, um, this is my strong suit. This is my gift. Uh, I'm really very much about, um, the, 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 the art of authentic attraction, right? So this is the art of attraction. I've actually thought multiple times about changing the name of the podcast to the art of authentic attraction um, because that's what it really is about, right? It's not just about uh, how do I meet women? It's how do I meet women being who I am? How do I meet the right women? How do I meet women that fulfill me that are maybe better than any women that I've dated in the past? And that's not like a, you know, good women, bad women thing. That doesn't matter. They weren't good for you, right? The women you've dated in the past weren't the right ones for you as far as for a long-term relationship, because that ended, right? And so what I'm really about is about showing you, you know, how you can, how you can actually um, create that in a way that is authentic to you, right? That is aligned with who you are um, in this, uh, at this point in your life, right? And if it's not aligned with who you are, then let's assume that's the wrong thing. And there's something else that's out there that is better for you, right? That assumption itself is actually very powerful, right? So um, because a lot of people, when they come to me, I, I offer a, a, at this point a free call um, with me or my team to just to assess whether or not, you know, you're a good fit to work together or whether or not we can help sort of provide you some clarity. Um, and through that clarity, we can see if we're a good fit to work together. And on those calls, you know, I speak to a lot of guys. I've spoken to thousands of men on these, on these calls. And, you know, really I've spent that time, it's, it's been a, an incredible way of gathering a huge amount of data, 
right? And one of the things that I hear a lot is guys being like, well, I don't see how it can be any different. And that's not typical of the dating world. I mean, that's not uh, unique in the dating world. That's not unique to men. It's really just a way of, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very logical conclusion, right? If you don't know why you've gotten what you've always gotten, then it makes sense that you think that's all you're going to get, right? And that's just logical. That just makes sense. It's just, that's just good. That's just good sense making, right? If you're, um, if you are, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're always attracting women that cheat, for example, you will assume that all women are cheaters or that is, that is something that, um, that a certain kind of mind will assume. I encourage people not to do that because when, when you do that, you make yourself into a victim. Uh, women are, you know, it's like, oh, if, if all women are cheaters, if that is true, then you're out of luck because that's just how women are because that's the assumption, right? But not all women cheat, right? Just like not all men cheat or not all men leave or whatever it is that the, that the females will carry, you know, some females will carry around in their, um, in their psyche, right? That's just an assumption that you have. But you having an assumption is incredibly powerful. You have to understand that what you think comes true every single day, right? What you believe, what you know for a fact to be true is, comes true every single day. And so that's why I work in the area that I do on, on, on you know, beliefs and, uh, and the physical body and like stuff that's incredibly deep right? Not just like tips and tricks or tactics, because it, even with all the correct tactics in the world, the very best, the, the tactics of the masters, it doesn't matter. Because if you have an underlying belief that you are worthless, then regardless of how stellar your pickup line is, you can go up to, a, you know, the, the, the woman who's perfect for you and say that, say that perfect line. And if you believe under the surface that you are worthless than what she will see and experience and hear, regardless of the words that you use, is I am worthless. And she'll go, okay, and probably will not be interested, right? Because what you're putting out is actually what's underneath the surface, right? That's, that's what's being communicated unconsciously. And so that's an incredibly powerful thing, right? That is the most <laughs> powerful thing, okay, that, that is within our control to fix. And so I focus directly there. And what I'm focusing on is authenticity because, you know, who you really are is not someone who is worthless. Even if you tell yourself every single day and even if you know for a fact that you are. And I'm saying no for a fact, not to indicate that you're correct because obviously you're not, but because it feels like a fact to you, right? If every woman is, has um, that's a bad example because even if everyone cheated on you, not everybody will draw the conclusion that all women are cheaters. Um, but it is a lot, it is, you know, a conclusion that a lot of people draw. Um, but if you, you know, let's see, if you spend your whole life, you know, and women are always kind of like taking advantage or always kind of wanting to see if they can, what they can get from you and shit like that, right? If that is the case, then you will, um, have a kind of, uh, that, that reveals an underlying belief that there's, you know, something untrustworthy about women or something, um, you know, women are always going to try and take advantage or, or that kind of thing, right? And that will, again, win out over whatever things you physically do. It's not about what you do, actually. It's about how you do it. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter that you approach. It matters how you approach. 
It doesn't matter that you don't approach, actually. It matters how you don't approach. There's an example. Um, the example I just gave of, of approaching a woman with the right pickup line, right? If you um, approach a woman with stellar confidence and, you know, and self-love um, and an open heart, you will get a certain result. If you approach a woman with an underlying belief that you're a piece of shit, you will get a different result. If you don't approach a woman and you stay in the corner thinking you're a piece of shit, that will get you uh, a certain result, which is her probably not coming over and saying hi. If you sit in the corner full of confidence and swagger and self-love and an open heart, then even if you don't approach, she may notice you and come over because that is attractive. That state is attractive. It also makes you a happier, healthier, wealthier being. And you know, these things attract, attract, um, uh, attract uh, money as well. You should know that. That what I do is not just about love and relationships. It's actually about self-love and what comes from self-love is everything you've ever wanted. So when you're in a place of of genuine self-love, not entitlement or obnoxiousness, please God, don't be one of those people because I see them everywhere. Somebody asked me the other day on my uh, Instagram feed if I was an influencer. Um, And I was like, I got to be honest, I don't even know what that is. The only times I've heard that used are with regards to like 16-year-olds that do like makeup tutorials on YouTube and they're like useless human beings. Um, And apparently then they've just like millions of followers, I guess, because apparently being an authority requires nothing uh, anymore. And, um, And so... I was like, I don't even know what, what, that, what that means. I want to influence people for sure because I have, you know, a, a method of transformation that is, you know, in 20 years of study, the best I've ever found. Um, and, so, uh, and so I wouldn't even know what that meant. And then I said that to him and then he was like, uh, I was like, I don't really know what that means. I've, I've really only heard that referred to as 16-year-olds. And he was like, yeah, I really don't either. I just, it's the first time I've ever used that term. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember what got me there. But the point of the um, authenticity part, right, is that when you're, uh, oh, because this affects money as well. So this isn't just about your, your dating life, your relationship life, right? This is about the, the, the self-love. Oh yeah, and that brought me to the, yeah. So self-love um, is very, very different from this space of entitlement, which brought me to the influencers. Um, because I see, particularly in women, uh, and often, you know, sometimes in men, um, the men who come to me want help. They want to grow. And so they're more inclined, I think, to have a more humble view of themselves, um, whether in a good way or a bad way. Again, it doesn't matter what you do. Being humble is not better than being not humble. Turn that off. Um, because being humble could be easily distorted into negative view of self, low self-esteem, right? In which case it's not being humble anymore. Um, being humble can also be a positive thing. So it depends how, how are you humble, right? See how the how matters more than the what, right? It's not that humility is better than not. It's like, well, well, how, how are you holding that? Same with confidence. These influencers have confidence, right? And I don't know, maybe some of them are making the world a better place, but I have never seen any. If you, if you have, if you know of an influencer who's actually making the world a better place, not by showing you how to put on mascara. I'm not that's a bad thing, but if that has billions of followers, that's it's just terrifying. Um, but if you, um, but if, yeah, if, if there, if you know of, of, you know, examples of people who are uh, actually 
impressive human beings also have lots of, uh, lots of followers and consider an influencer, then by all means, please let me know. Um, and so the, the entitlement, you know, same thing. So the confidence is distorted into um, entitlement, right? This whole movement of, of you deserve this. Like, I understand where it's coming from. Um, you know, it's good to, to have self-confidence. Again, self-love. Um, there's, there's, um, there's a way in which that, you know, that, that confidence, you, know, you deserve them to take a break, you know, be good to yourself. That is a good message. Okay. Well, the way it comes off is like, you deserve better. Right. And that's sort of, it is sort of, it, it's not like, oh, so draw a boundary and make a healthier life for yourself. It's like indulge. Right. Again, every once in a while, nothing wrong with, in, with indulgence. Here's the thing though. <laughs> When that distorts, it goes into this, this like self-engrandizement, um, this, um, you know, people suing for everything. Oh, well, you, you bumped into me, so you owe me some money. It's like, what are you talking about? Life just happens. There's risk involved. Live it or GTFO, you know what I mean? Um, so, so it's very important. And, and I, you know, you're hearing some tone in my voice maybe because this is a real soft spot of mine. Like it really bothers me, this kind of, rampant entitlement that my generation seems to have just perfected. Uh, and I see it in the parenting because they refuse to parent. They will not discipline their children because now discipline equals abuse for some reason, which in itself, a life without discipline is horribly abusive to a child. Like they have no idea what's up or what's down. They have no structure. They have no, um, you know, they don't respect you because you're not, you know, being a person that they, that is worthy of their respect or demanding that respect. And so it really, it, it, it hurts the world, right? It really does. Um, and so same thing, confidence can distort into arrogance. Um, uh, um, respect can uh, distort into, I don't know, idolatry, basically, right? Uh, or putting people on pedestals. Um, nice guy can distort into doormat. So whatever your core qualities are, and you have them, and they are amazing, that is your authentic self. Okay. So focusing on how you do a thing will actually bring you more clarity on whether or not it's good for you than memorizing. Okay. Humility is good. Um, uh, confidence is good. Okay. You know, being authentic. It's like, that's, that's, that's a thought. So many, so many people and, and people who come and work with me as well, they already know the answers in their head. Uh, they understand personal development work. Um, conceptually. Personal, personal development work doesn't work conceptually. It doesn't matter whether you understand it or not. I've created massive change in people and they'll look right back at it five minutes later and be like, I have no idea what happened. What just happened? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. It worked. And it worked. And their life changes. Boom. Right? It doesn't need, um, it doesn't need to be process. It doesn't need to be understood. Understanding you have to, you have to understand is just one level of your being. Okay. It's not even a very big one. It's not a very important one, actually. Uh, it's interesting. And we spend a lot of time living in that world. So it's very important to a lot of us. Um, but it's not that necessary. Uh, you can have entire days without very many thoughts at all. You know, a handful of thoughts, 10 or less, right? Most of us have like thousands in the span of 10 minutes. And I would like to invite you to have 10 in the span of thousands of minutes. 
And that's a really powerful thing. And I've said that's, so this before, um, I've, I've had this one, this, the, you know, I've, I've probably mentioned this is that the, those voices in your head, right. That are like consistently going, um, that are, that are constant, that are always kind of after you, always telling you what a piece of shit you are or whatever. Um, that is fixable. Like mine are gone now. I don't, I don't have any. So if I'm not having like an active thought about like how to do something or like, oh, I think I'll, you know, do this this afternoon. Um, then my mind is actually quiet. And there are like without, without working on it. Right. Um, it took work to get there, but now that I'm there, I can sort of sit and there are like, there are periods of time where it'll flare up or not. Um, but really it's, it's, um, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet in my mind. I have control over my mind as opposed to my mind having control over me, which is very much how it was before. So the art of authenticity, uh, begins. Oh, we've got a Skype call coming in. Hello there. This is the Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Welcome. Hey, Dominique. Andrew. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, actually doing really well. Oh, yeah? Tell me. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to get, get beyond going out, talking to people. There's this girl I haven't contacted in a while because I was iffy about myself. Hmm. And, well... I was, eh, what's going on? Doing what you taught me. <laughs> and I was just building my, and, well, I have to wear dentures now. Hmm. So I didn't have them for a while because I lost my teeth due to a car accident. Oh, man. Yeah, so my confidence wasn't there because I didn't have my dentures in. Yeah. I finally got them back. Started wearing them again, and my confidence went up. Hmm. And there's this girl I haven't, I was talking that I met on Plenty of Fish. We swapped Snapchat and I was, so we started talking again. And it actually, I told her I really enjoyed talking to her because like you said in one of your uh, broadcasts or your podcast, that girls aren't mind readers. You have to tell them what you're feeling. Yes, good. Good remembrance. Well done. And so I was like, well, I actually really enjoy talking to you. She's like, me too. So we're trying to set up something after I'm done with, because I was exposed to, uh, possibly exposed to COVID. Okay. After I'm done with quarantine, we're trying to set up something where I'm I may end up doing a barbecue and she might actually end up coming over. Hey, pretty good. Look at you. When did you first, uh, when did you first have contact with her? Uh, it was several months ago. But and- then we kind of faded away and mm-hmm. I saw her name on Snapchat. I haven't heard from her in a while. So I contacted her. I am so pleased for you. Well done. How do you feel? Good. We're actually still chit-chatting. It's just she's at work right now and I'm stuck at home being bored. (laughs) Well, that is fantastic. I'm so proud of you. Um, You did such a great job uh, applying what I taught you from the very, very beginning. And I loved it because you started getting results right away. And that's that's just my favorite thing. 
Um, so I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of you for keeping it up because you and I haven't chit-chatted for a, for a while. Um, and it sounds like yeah, it's, it's, it's still working. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And that sounds like it was a really authentic approach where you didn't get in your head too much. You're just like, oh, how about this girl? Haven't talked to her in a minute and just checked right in and look, you know, what a lovely thing, you know, may or may not come out of it, but what a, what a lovely exchange so far, right? Right. Beautiful. Do you want help with anything at this point? No, I just, I wanted to just check in and let y'all, let you know, give you updates on me. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I loved your, uh, your, the testimonial that you wrote for me on my page. Thank you so much for that. That was really sweet. I love hearing your guys' success stories. That's really why I do all what I do. Right. And like I said, at first I was kind of skeptical, but listening to Facebook and podcasts, I was like, and trying to apply some of the stuff, I was like, all right. I even did some of the homework on the podcast, like changing what I wear or changing my haircut, mm-hmm. which I actually did change my haircut and change some of the clothes I wore. And I had different outcomes. I'm like, hmm. All right, let's go a little further. And then you went way further. Not, yeah. <laughs> That's when I joined the group and now look at me. Now look at you walking I right up. Went from a, yep, I went from nice shy guy to, okay, I can do this. Mm. I love it. And I wanted, to, I wanted to add to your every girl's a cheater little thing. Mm-hmm. And one of your podcasts, you even say, have you met every woman in the world? Mm-hmm, right? <laughs> no? Then how can you assume that every woman's a cheater? Yep. Or a liar? Because or... we just sort of generalize our experience, don't we? Well, I've only met cheaters, and I've met at least 12 women, and so that must represent all of them. Right? Yep. And we came into some... Uh, I wonder I if you... Remember, do you remember what images you were carrying that we cleared that led to um, to you being able to approach so well? Uh, one was holding on to my ass. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that'll keep you single, won't it? And one was a picture of me being big where I didn't think I was that attractive. Mm. Because so, I used to weigh 320 pounds. Did you really? Holy shit, I forgot that. Yes, ma'am. I weighed 320 pounds seven years ago. I had gastric bypass surgery. Now I'm down to 180. How about that? That'll help your confidence, huh? Oh, yeah. Health in general, really. You know, whether it's your overweight or your underweight or just, you know, you're, you're ill. If there's like, if you don't take care of yourself, then that... You, you tend not to radiate and, and it affects your attractiveness level for sure. Yep. Mm. And track the wrong people. You track the wrong people. That's exactly right. Making bad choices for I self, whether it's physically spot. or not. Which you did with whom? Yeah. I said, that's what I did with my ex-wife. I attracted the wrong person and mm. married the wrong person. That can be damaging, can it? I learned that's a hard way. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. That's really a tough one. Especially since when you're in a pattern of attracting the wrong women, you don't know, again, what you're doing wrong, so you don't know how to fix it, right? 
Right. Mm. Beautiful. So you were, hold, you were holding yeah. on to your ex and you were also feeling like you weren't very attractive. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about both those things now? I just look at it and laugh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Love it. Yes. Very well done. Very well done. Andrew, I love it. I love hearing your success stories. It's so great. Thank you. Mm, brilliant. Anything else you want to add? Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> makes me warm. Makes me tickle inside. <laughs> well, good. I don't know what I'd be doing without your help. Oh, you finding love and being able to approach and being able to date. That is, that's what I do the whole thing for. That is where it's at. Brilliant. Yep. Thank you for checking in, sweet pea. I appreciate it. Not a problem. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Andrew! Mm. I love hearing success stories uh, because the results that people get, I mean, just like Aaron was, um, sorry, like uh, Andrew was just saying, you know, you, you, just, you just assume that you're not attractive. You just, you know, you're, you're holding on to your ex. You may not even realize you're holding on to your ex or you might, but you may not be able to let go. It doesn't really matter anyway, does it? Um, again, the concepts aren't really that relevant. So, when he was able to let go of his ex. So, so holding on to his ex, we'll just use Andrew as an example here, um, was, not his, was him not being his authentic self, right? Because she was no longer in his life. And so holding on to her as if she were still in his life is arguing with reality, which means you're not being truthful, right? You're like, no, 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 she's definitely still around. She's definitely still around. She's not. She's not, she's gone. So admitting reality right? Acknowledging the feelings, acknowledging the reality is the first step to actually changing something, right? It's essential. It cannot be, um, it cannot be uh, bullshitted. It cannot be denied and have change happen. But when you acknowledge the reality, something changes immediately. Right. So I worked, you know, it was, a, it was a while ago that Andrew was with, was with me um, more consistently. And he, uh, and so I, I don't, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, so I don't remember um, exactly, you know, what his sort of that belief was around, uh, around holding on to his ex. But, you know, you can hear when he cleared that, when he let go of it, then there's an element of, um, then there's an element of, uh, denying reality, right? When that's acknowledged, then there's a, an, a, an acknowledging of reality. And there's a, a kind of a sigh of relief that happens in the system when you do this. Um, because it takes effort to deny reality, right? And we do that to avoid the pain. So Andrew, if it's okay with you, if I keep using you as an example. So let's say Andrew married the wrong woman, woman and then she left. And then he was still holding on to her anyway. So really when she left, it was painful, right? He, he, he felt some pain. 
And to some extent, he refused to feel that pain. Now, when one refuses to feel the pain, you're, not, you're, you're out of reality because the fact of the matter is it hurts like a bitch. Let's say it hurts, you know, the amount that it hurts, which is 100% of, of that hurt, whatever that is, okay? And you only um, tolerate feeling 10% of it or 50% of it or 80% of it. Let's say he, he, he felt 50% of it, okay? So he felt, he allowed himself to feel some pain, but he refused to feel more pain. Let's say that he was just, uh, maybe he had a belief being like, oh my God, it's too much. Maybe he's like, oh my God, I'm going to drown in this. It's too much. I'm, 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 you know, I'll never, I'll never not feel pain. Maybe he, um, you know, uh, maybe it just hurt too much and he just, he just shut it down. Either way, too much. He knows the word too much in all three of those things. So um, something in you says, nope, that's too much. And you shut it down, right? By either denying it or telling yourself it's, it's going to be fine when it's not. So in some way, you argue with reality. You, at that point, you split from reality because reality hurts too much in the moment. It doesn't actually hurt too much. I want to be careful about my words here. You think it hurts too much, i.e. you think you can't handle what is the feelings that are going through you because they feel like a fucking lot. And they are a fucking lot. It's a divorce. It's a huge amount. But you are an incredibly powerful person and you can feel a shit ton. So when you allow yourself to feel it, okay, when you um, give yourself permission and surrender. There's a real art of surrendering here. That's another course I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create, the art of surrender. Um, then, you, then, yes, it might hurt, but it's going to hurt temporarily, right? Whereas, letting go, whereas holding on to your ex will be permanent because you are voluntarily doing that. It's not, it's not conscious, but it is voluntary, right? The ex is gone. You can't, you can't actually hold on to her, but you can pretend to hold on to her. You can hold on to her emotionally. And so now you're holding on to a connection which no longer exists. So you can see how you're out of reality in that moment. You've done this to protect yourself. Fine. So then you're now holding on to something. This is the difference between pain and suffering. Okay? Pain is inevitable. It happens in life. Divorces happen. Deaths happen. Uh, bus runs over your dog. Um, you know, your cat gets sick and dies. Um, you know, you have a child die or a grandparent die. I mean, there are, you know, there are wars, there are child soldiers, there's starvation, there's genocide. All of that is happening as I'm saying these words, right? So there's a lot of pain in the world. That's factual. You wouldn't be born here if you couldn't handle that shit. I don't care if you were born a silver spoon in your mouth, right? You've experienced trauma, right? If you think that is untrue, then you probably practice denial. And I'd, I'd check into that, okay? Because there you are, little denying of reality right? A little arguing with reality. Nope, I didn't experience any pain. Nope. Right? Or I experienced all the pain in the world. You didn't. You're fine. Right? So, so in doing that, you shift. So, so to, to just flow with life is actually effortless. Life, in fact, genuinely takes no effort. I'm just going to say that one again. Life actually, genuinely takes no effort. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you're doing what you genuinely are meant to do, your life will flow effortlessly. 
If you are not attached to the past, if you are not attached to the future, if you are not attached to a certain result, then, and you are aligned with yourself and you are not carrying past traumas, okay? Then you can move through the world with remarkable ease. Doesn't mean you can't accomplish big things. Doesn't mean there isn't a lot of work involved. Yes, you need to do work. Let's say you have big goals, right? Absolutely, that's going to take work. But it will be quite effortless. And the work itself will be effortless because you will want to do it so much that it will seem fun because you want the goal that much. So the times that do take effort are the times when you're pushing against something that is trying not to be so, which means you are laying down your agenda, your conscious agenda. I want this. I'm going to go get it. Okay. Of course, if you just set your intention and let it flow happen, you will flow to that thing effortlessly. It will flow to you effortlessly. Magic will happen and somehow it will end up in your lap. If you exert will, which is the, I want this to happen. Okay. Andrew was exerting will when he was holding on to his ex. No, 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 I, want, I, I still want her. I, I, I don't want to let her go. Right? That was will. That takes effort. Effort, the way I mean it here, again, not the same as work. Although work can be with effort or it can be effortless. I mean, I built this business remarkably effortlessly and I worked my ass off. I mean, it was blood, sweat, and tears and 14-hour days on the regular for quite some time. But I loved it. I was on fire. Every single day, I would wake up just alight with joy and excitement. And I couldn't wait to go do a lot more work. And a lot of it, I didn't even really like doing. Didn't matter. I was so excited to be doing what I was doing. So you understand what I mean here. So effortlessness is your natural state of both of being and of getting shit done. Okay. If you personality-wise, ego-wise can get the hell out of the way, everything you want will flow to you very easily. That's a lot of what I teach people to do. When I say I teach you to be authentic, I teach you to get your you and your ego out of your way. When I say I can teach you to attract the right woman, I mean I can get you and your ego out of your way. And she's right there. Right? She's already trying to come to you. She's already, that's, this is how the universe works. Okay? And I get I'm going on some of the deeper levels. This is a little bit of more the, the, the more advanced work. Okay? And so, and so when you come to that place of when, so, so how do you get to this place of effortlessness? You get there by being authentic, by letting yourself feel what's actually there. If Andrew had come to me and been like, well, she left me, but I definitely think we're supposed to still be together with this sort of like tight smile on his face, right? Then I might say, okay, so like, what if that didn't happen? right? Because that's not a definite. It's a possibility. She might ring the doorbell as soon as this call's over, but it's not a definite. So let's sit in the reality of the fact that that might happen or it might not happen, right? And when you sit there and and then you acknowledge the reality, then it's like, because because you're not forcing the system to be something it doesn't want to be, forcing the universe to be something, uh, forcing yourself to be something you're not quite, but you think you ought to be, I mean, she left me, but I don't think she should have left. So I'm going to deny that. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. 
I'm going to pretend we're going to get, up, get back together because it's more comfortable for me than facing the reality that this might be totally over, right? When you shift into that place of allowing life to be what it is, this deep breath just came to me. It's just like that. Your system relaxes. Okay? Your whole system takes a breath. Because you're not working so hard anymore, because you're not trying to force something that isn't really there. Okay? Even through the pain, oh God, you're right. I may never end up with her again. And then tears come and a huge amount of pain is experienced and released. And then you know what? It's fucking gone. It's fucking gone at that point. It's not there. That pain that you just felt, as long as you genuinely are feeling it, then when you're, the, wave, the wave passes, it's, it's literally not there anymore. So you do that you know, five times or 100 times or 1,500 times about your ex-wife, and then you have no energy around her anymore. It is gone. Okay? It is, she is someone you can look back on with love and fond memories and, or not think of at all and be perfectly fine with no, with no effort. Not like you're pretending she doesn't exist. You're pretending you're fine. Pretending doesn't work in the universe. It doesn't work. Your pretending does not influence, does not have an impact on the world. It does in a way, because if you're pretending, you know, for example, you are someone with, with remarkable value, but if you feel valueless, you will project valuelessness and you will see that reflected back to you in the world. Yes, in that way it, it influences. But your pretending, you know, doesn't make you right, right? It doesn't make you, it doesn't make her come back, arguing with reality, right? So it's very, very important. It's very, very important that you acknowledge reality. It's the only way to be, okay? The rest, it leads to health problems. This absolutely does, by the way. The more distortions you carry in your mind, uh, in your being, that, that's a part of who you are. You hold on to that for long enough, you get sick because you're literally out of your natural state. Your natural state is full acceptance. It just is. Okay, life just is. Yep, there's genocide happening. Yes, there is. Now, I can either create a nonprofit and go try and stop the genocide from happening, which will make some impact. The whole world could decide in one moment that we all don't want genocide to happen and then genocide will happen, will stop in like, all genocide will stop in like 24 hours. But, you know, we all need to make that agreement for this, right? Um, but it's happening. Life is gonna happen with or without you. The smoothest and easiest way to live your life is to accept that reality. That allows you to be authentic, okay? Accepting your, your, um, uh, your core qualities and, and your issues, for example. Okay, I'm a very confident person and sometimes that distorts toward arrogance and I get a little arrogant sometimes. <clears throat> so if a client said that to me, be like, I don't know, I'm arrogant sometimes. I'd be like, okay, is that okay with you? Right? You've stated the reality. The reality is you get a little arrogant sometimes. Okay. Lots of people are arrogant. That's an okay thing in the world because here we all are doing it. Right? What is okay is not what's moral. Right? That's someone's opinion. Thank you, Anne. 
Facebook Live. Appreciate you. Um, right? The fact that, that that's just, you know, oh, it's not okay that genocide's going on. Of course it fucking is. Here we are doing it. That's the definition of okay. It is. It is happening, right? Does it mean genocide's awesome? No. I mean, not in my book. It just is what it is, I suppose, really, if on a grand ultimate scale, but I'd certainly prefer it didn't happen. Yeah, right? I'd certainly prefer the environment weren't, you know, being raised down and, and nothing being saved for future generations. Yeah, I would say that would, that's, that's a preference I would have. But here it is happening. So I've trust in the larger movement. Okay, this is what's happening. It is what it is. It is what it is, whether you want it to be or not. So that is your natural state. Your natural state is to be in acceptance and flow with what is. And when you reach that state, there is a way in which you can just flow with life and your shit just happens effortlessly, joyfully, powerfully you are felt in the world because you're out of your own fucking way. Conscious you is out of larger you's way. That's the authentic state because you are in fact only the larger you. Smaller you just has little like opinions about how things should be and politics and uh, I hate brunettes and I love redheads and you know, whatever. You know, you, you, you hate red, you love blue. Who cares? Opinions. I don't know if you guys know Sadhguru or not. Sadhguru is this amazing, he's an enlightened being. Um, he's Indian. He's incredible, honest to God guru. <laughs> he, even, he even has the look. He's like, this, this lifetime I incarnated with the look, so I look more like a guru. So good. Um, and so Sadhguru, uh, he has this wonderful thing that he says where he says um, uh, that opinions are like utterly useless. They actually have no standing. All they do is define you as a certain type of person. Now, on a lower level of consciousness, that's very useful. Huh, who am I? Okay, I need to know who I am. Great. Once you understand that and you want to transcend that level to a more advanced level, you realize that you are not your opinions or your preferences. Now, I have a certain flavor, my soul, my little spark of the greater isness has a certain flavor, but not in opinions. You know, I will naturally gravitate. I will effortly, right, in my state of, of natural authenticity, I will gravitate. I really enjoy electronic music. I always have. I actually remember that from when I was a kid. So I, I naturally will gravitate, you know, a weekend of nothing to do. I will want to go out into the, you know, into fields or, or camping sites with friends and, and just blast electronic music. I just love that shit, right? I also love, you know, sitting in a, you know, beautiful theater, seeing an orchestra play. You know, that's also incredibly, you know, highlighting for me. Um, I'm trying to think of something I, I gravitate toward less. Um, I tend to gravitate toward things that are deep and slow. I like that type of um, pace. I resonate less with things that are short or shallow or fast. Um, you know, things like uh, really intense, like metal music, right? Doesn't really do it for me. I just won't gravitate. I don't hate it, but I won't like that. That it doesn't resonate with me, right? So a certain this is a good way of putting it. So when something resonates with you, that's your flavor speaking. It's not an opinion, because an opinion would be like electronic music is way better than all the other music. Based on fucking what? Who cares? Better, better than what? Better how? What does that mean? Certain music is better than other music. Certain art, 
is better than other art. Who cares? It doesn't matter. On a, on a grand scale, it doesn't matter. They're fun. It's like fun to like entertain ourselves with like opinions and shit like that. But you have to understand they are not real. Okay? Whether you identify as a Republican or a Democrat, um, one thing will just resonate with you more than another, but your opinion does not matter. It is, it is literally, it is substanceless. There is no substance to an opinion. It has no existence in life. Okay? And yet, people slaughter other people for them. Right? And so, that's why it's not useful. Because like, you're defining yourself as a certain type of person, and it, it may not be all of who you are. It may just be a part of who you are. Does that make sense? So, I'm getting, getting some love on Facebook Live for the EDM comment. Yes! All night long. I've danced that shit for 18 hours straight before. Didn't even, didn't even bother me. Love it. Up all night. <laughs> That's my jam right there. Um, and so, oh God, I hope we can have music festivals again. Whew. World of changing. So, um, so, so, this is, this, so this is the next level, right? This is a little bit more advanced. This is about um, finding your... First of all, it's about being really fucking honest about who you are. Like that's that's step one, okay? If you, and that can be tough to do. Let's say you like have children and you honestly wish you hadn't had children. Now that's a tough one, right? Because now you got these kids. Um, and it's probably best to stick with that. Although, you know, you got options, not like killing them, but you know, giving them away. People buy them all the time. Um, and so, uh, and so it's it's really about being, being honest, right? Let's, I mean, let's just, um, let's just say that you, um, let's say you're in that situation. We'll just go with that. And that's, that's a pretty tough one. So you're, so you're, so the, the inclination is to deny the reality. Oh no, I love having, I'm so glad I had children. But let's say you're genuinely not. Okay, and this is a tough one to talk about, but let's fucking talk about the tough shit, right? Again, deep. I, gra- I gravitate toward depth. Let's go for something true. Um, so let's say that you don't, okay? You, you aren't glad that you had children. You don't like the way your life is now. So then, first of all, acknowledge that. It's painful, it's scary, but that doesn't mean you have to give them away. Let's just acknowledge the reality first. So there you are, you've got children, you're like, oh my God, I feel so stuck. This isn't doing it for me. Da, 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 da. First, acknowledge the reality and let it be okay. Shit happens. Sometimes people have kids and they regret having kids. Some people adopt kids and regret adopting kids. That's okay. It's okay. Take a deep breath. This is the reality. You're okay. Let's say you lost the love of your life. It is a really painful thing. It did in fact happen. You're okay. Let the pain come through you. Let yourself feel the pain. Oh God, if I, let, if I show people who I am, nobody's going to like me. Maybe. First, acknowledge the reality. I'm afraid people will not like me. Not people won't like me. That's a projection because you haven't met all the people in the world. Just like uh, Andrew just said, you can't make an assumption about all women until you've met every single one of them and determine whether or not they're a cheater, which is literally impossible. Even if you had time to, to meet, you know, all, whatever, four billion women in the world, um, you wouldn't have time to know if they're cheaters. And even if they said yes or no, they may not be telling the truth. They might even know, may not even know within themselves. So absolutely, literally impossible information to get. 
So it can't be a true statement. So if you're like, okay, well then she said, acknowledge the reality. The reality is I suck. The reality is you believe you suck. You don't know the real nature of yourself. Own that shit right now. In fact, I would even say it. However, wherever you are listening to this right now, I would just say out loud, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. And then try this one. I wonder who I am in this moment. Now that's the question to come back to. I wonder who I am in this moment. Because that question it doesn't presuppose an opinion. Maybe you're a diehard Republican and you think all Republicans are amazing because there are those people in the world and you uh, are 100% sure about everything, but you ask yourself this question, I wonder who I am in this moment. And let's just say for one moment, you have a democratic tendency. So the reality is not that you are 100% Republican. Reality is that you are 99.9% Republican and 0.01% Democrat. Because sometimes there are situations that come up when you feel democratic. So you can see how through that question, you're leaving it open. You're opening to the reality of who you might be in this moment. And by leaving it a question, by keeping it curious, I wonder who I might be. It leaves room for, for an experience to answer you instead of like defining, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. Right? I love this. I hate those. I don't like you. I love you. It's like these like strong opinions and they just block who you are. Because while you may have always loved a certain person, one day you might wake up and you might not. Don't pretend that you do that day. You know, don't need to ignore the, the rest of the 18 years that you have loved them. But if one day you don't, okay. Then you love them 18 years minus one day and then tomorrow you might love them again or you might not. So, so by asking the self, yourself these questions, this is a way of introducing yourself to who you really are. This is my process. This is what I help people do. I help you show you, I help show you who you actually are when you have that knowledge, not just conceptually, but a living, breathing, embodied experience of who you actually are, you'll be amazed how much your life changes. You'll be amazed how much less effort there is, how many fewer people fuck with you or screw you over, how much less mistreated you are, how much less often you meet people with whom you're out of alignment. Right? how you'll start automatically meeting and attracting the right women. You won't even really be trying because trying is not what leads to success. It's getting out of your own fucking way. This is the art of authenticity. The acknowledging of reality, the embracing, the allowing yourself to feel the feelings that come through, that, rec- that are, are really there. As they come through, just give yourself permission. Even if you need to separate from it. I'm in my office, I want to cry for some reason. I'm just going to head to the bathroom, take a minute, let myself cry. I'm not going to not let myself cry because I'm in a fucking office. Fuck you guys. 
These are my emotions. They are incredibly important. I don't need to understand them. I trust them by this point because I've spent 20 years learning and seeing repeatedly that what they, that, that there is a reason for why they're there, that now there's nothing else. There's nothing that takes priority in my life over my own inner light, my own feelings, right? And again, that's not in an entitled way, like, I want to do this now. Those aren't feelings, that's demand, bitchiness, whether it's male or female. Genuine feelings. Something feels off about this connection. I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain why. It may have to do with you. It may have to do with me. It doesn't matter. Something feels off about the situation. That is the reality. And I acknowledge it always. Always. Because reality is ultimate truth. It is what is here in the moment, whether you're here for it or not. Most people are not. I show you how to be here for it. And I do it in a matter of a couple of weeks. This does not need to take very long. Okay, this isn't, you know, yes, it's a lifelong process. And yes, it will always be increasing more, but you can get a major handle on shit. I mean, you can know who you are within the span of two or three weeks of working with me. Your dating life transforms. Your work life transforms. Your personal life transforms because we're transforming you. And you are the basis for everything that you experience. So your entire life shifts irreparably for the better in a couple of weeks. That is what I offer the world. That is what I offer to you. If that resonates, if accelerating your process resonates with you, if increasing your impact in the world, if living a more comfortable, happy, wealthy, fun, love-filled life and and accelerating your journey to get there resonates with you, if that is something your body longs for, your heart, your mind knows that you need, then I hope you reach out. You can find me at dominiedrew.com. You can find my free link, a uh, link to my calendar um, for a free call on Instagram and I don't know, Twitter and Facebook. And, and I'm pretty easy to find. My first name is pretty unique. So reach out if this is of interest to you because this can be a pivotal point in your life. The first step to living the life you are truly meant to lead. Or it can be just another day. And that part's up to you. Thanks for joining me today. This is The Art of Attraction, and I'm Dominique Drew. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.